0: Hey, this is Billy Claudio. I'm the pastor of Oasis Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, I hope it builds your faith, and I hope you find freedom today through the gospel. Enjoy the message. Well, I tell you what, it's an honor to be here today, and I'm excited to... Let me turn my phone off as it's chatting. can Take this phone and do something with it. Thank you. Uh, we really do like them. They, uh, we've been around for a while. And it, when I first joined the drama company, it was Billy. You can feel the power already, can't you? It was Billy that would pick me up, and uh, from from the airport. And I remember I went to their house, and yeah, there's some things you don't know when you live in a sheltered environment, such as myself. I remember I was was at their house, and and I remember th- I remember one thing. Uh, I took, a, I was taking a shower at their house and there were these towels there. And I said, how nice of them to have towels here for me after my shower. And I took these towels and I, and I used, dried myself off. And I realized these towels were not normal towels. Like the towels actually came off on me a little bit. They were decorative towels. Just a note, don't use decorative towels to dry yourself off with after you get out of the shower. <laughs> we're so blessed that um, we're here today. Uh, we, we've enjoyed some time in, in Sedona. We took some time there and had a great time down there, and uh, I just want to let you know a little bit about myself, and these are our kids uh, up here, and uh, so this myself, my wife's behind, there's some Christmas pictures, we had some masks, we have two biological kids, the older ones you see on the side, and uh, we were getting a little tired, you know how how many of you know when you get older, you lose a little bit of energy, I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced that, but we're losing a little bit of energy, and I said, I know what we need to do, Let's adopt some hyperactive children that won't listen to us. And that's what we need to do. There's all kinds of techniques. You can try to take your supplements and everything. But we decided to adopt some hyperactive children that don't listen to us. And, and it's amazing. the Energy required from you to do something like that. I, I'm full of energy right now, and you'll see it in my message. I mean, it's incredible. And we also decided that we have a couple of girls to the side there. Uh, they're from Vietnam and they were going to Life Prep Academy in Wichita and they couldn't go back to Vietnam because of COVID. So they're staying at our house as well. And it's a great cult- cross-cultural experience for us and for our children, and for people around us. And I tell you what, I, I am thankful to be in America. Uh, in a time where I think we're losing a bit of our thankfulness for this country, You know, I'm thankful for being an American. Just listening to their perspective, now listen to me, They work 70, I'm feeling a little power here again, but they work about 70 hours a week as students just in their studies. Seven zero hours a week, seven days a week, have very little time off, very high suicide rate. Hey, let's be thankful that we're here, amen? Let's be thankful. And they love America, they love America. And so it's just, and they're actually trying to get over here and get jobs and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Great cross-cultural experience. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, but I just want to say, um, we, again, we love your pastors. They're funny. How many of you know pastors? Your pastors are funny. Bill and Don are funny. And so, uh, and we need people in our life that make us laugh. Does that sound very unspiritual? We need people in our life that make us laugh. That's hugely important. I have to have people in my life that make me laugh. I remember I was due, my last funeral I did, and it, by the way, I'm real good at funerals, so if you want to book me now, anyway. So, so uh, I, I, I last funeral I did, there was just so much laughter at the funeral, people, and and it was good, and it was it was, and I felt the Lord say this: I've designed laughter to heal the souls of my people. Laughter, the Scripture says, does good like a medicine. I just felt this right now, some of you, God's going to get your laugh back. I'll do whatever it takes up here. Some of you, God's going to get your laugh back. It hurts the father's heart when he doesn't see his beloved child laugh. Some of you are going to get your laugh back. If you receive that, say amen. Okay, so here we go. You guys have been talking about the cancel culture, and I thought Billy delivered a very skillful address, very hugely important to talk about this phenomena that is in our world today because we need to know how to negotiate this thing of being canceled and the cancel culture and how we work through it and how we need to think about it. Let me share this. We, the Bible says we wage war not as the world does. Acknowledgement, we're in a war but we do things differently, I just want to encourage you, lead with respect with those you disagree with. Speak truth, but speak the truth in love. Lead with respect to those you disagree with. Huge point, and I thought Billy did an excellent job on that phenomena. And you've had a couple other messages on it, and so today I wanted to chat with you a little bit about something I've seen, a concern that I have in my heart. I want to talk to you about Having, your, uh, having a faith that will not be canceled. Having a faith that will not be canceled. I have great concern with some of the things I've seen across the body of Christ. I have great concern with some of the leaders that I've seen abandon their faith and some of my friends. And it has made me assess as a pastor what are the things I can do to instill in people of faith that won't be canceled. How do I need to address things? What do we need to look at so that your faith is strong? Because you know, the enemy is coming to steal your faith. Do something about it. Someone, if someone comes in to rob your house, you're going to do something about it. Jesus said, when I come back, will I see faith on the earth? What are you going to do when the enemy comes to cancel or rip you off or steal your faith? And so, I, I, I got with the Lord, and I said, God, what do I need to do in this season of church history? Because you've planted me here for a reason. What do I do in this season so that my people are built on a faith that's going to last? Let, help me build a faith in them that will last. And that should be the desire of every one of us. Can I hear an amen? So, feel free to say amen, to say, woo, or something. It's good for <laughs> Good for me to get feedback. If I don't get feedback, I will literally starve in front of you. And it's just unattractive to see me wither before your eyes. It's very unattractive. So help me. Someone, can I hear somebody say amen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, I've been revived already. So, anyways, the first thing I want to talk to you about I want to talk to you about having an encounter with God's power, an encounter with power. This is building a faith at last. And I've never seen this Scripture preached on in this way. Jesus was having this discussion with a fair. Uh, it was actually the Sadducees. They were trying to trip Him up, as the religious crowd often did, trying to trap Him with this question. But He said this. He said something hugely significant, which I've missed a lot. He said, you are an error because you do not know the Scriptures. Okay, got that. We get an error because we don't know the Scriptures. So know the Scriptures, that way we won't go in error. But then he said this, or the power of God. You're in error because you don't know the Scriptures, or the power of God. That to me is a huge thing. So let's look at these other verses, and then we'll have some comments on this. So I've always known, yeah, we've got to know the Scriptures, but we actually get in error because we don't know God's power. It's time for God to stop being a theory and be a reality in our lives. Hey, let's welcome all of who He is into our lives. God, rock my world, God. Knock me down. Give me what I need. Fill me with your Spirit so I can... Listen, I've been full of myself, and I'm not that impressive... Exhibit A, I've been, you know, and so, you know what, I'm a lot more impressive when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, amen? A lot. We're all better when we're filled with God. This world does not seem, need to see a half-baked version of Jesus. It needs to see the real deal, and guess what? We are the Bible, that if you will, that people have not read yet. The Bible calls us living epistles. We are the message of Christ with arms and legs to this world that needs to see the authentic Jesus. Amen. So I'm getting so excited; I might knock over some things here. It's crazy. So listen to this: Philippians three ten says this. I want, I want you, I want to know the Apostle Paul talking. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection. And here's the thing about power: a lot of times we think power. Man, if I if I'm Experience God's power. Power corrupts, right? You've heard, you've heard that power corrupts? It might if it's your power, but when you see God move through you, you have no excuse if you're in your right mind to say, couldn't have done that. That was God all the way. When you experience God's power working through you, it humbles you. It should humble you because you're like, wow, that was God. When, you, you can't heal anybody. You can't see someone's lives transformed. But when God works through you to give you the words that... Have you ever said something? You're sitting there and you're maybe you're sharing Christ or sharing your story, and a brilliant statement comes out of you that was much smarter than your own <laughs> cerebral capacity could enunciate. Sometimes, I, I, man, when I, when I got a hold of Jesus, I was sharing at college, and I would say things and I'd be like, That was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I wish my mother were here to hear that. She'd know that I wasn't a failure. No, anyway, so, so anyways, but have you ever said that? And it wasn't, it wasn't, the Bible says this, when you're to be taken in front of rulers and Jesus was talking to His disciples, what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. It is not you who speak, but the Spirit of the Father speaking through you. And when you put yourself out there to share Jesus with someone, you will see brilliant things come out of your mouth that you had never even thought about because it was God working through you and you who put yourself out there. You know how you experience God's power? You put yourself in a situation where God shows up or disaster follows. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there. Can I hear an amen? So when we, listen, when, when we had these kids and we were fostering them, Lori told me, we're adopting these kids. We're not letting them go. How many of you men, how many of your fathers are man enough to admit that sometimes your wife tells you something, she doesn't ask, she tells you something? <laughs> she said, we're, we're taking these kids. And I said, Lori, I want to go fishing. I don't want to untangle lines of little kids. I want to go fishing myself. And, 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 and so, but I was driving one day and I just felt the Lord say, hey, this is one short trip. You're here to impact this world. Do it. And I said, what the heck? I guess I'll do this thing. And you know what? We've not regretted it. It's been a sacrifice. It's been hard. But you know what? You can't outgive a God who gave His beloved Son for you. Amen? So, sorry. Sometimes I'll have a... Muscle spasm. I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on the Spirit. It's pretty much me. Anyway, so listen to the, what this Scripture... Now, the Apostle Paul is saying something very significant. So remember what Jesus said. He said, you're an error because you don't know the Scriptures or the power of God. So, so again, we're still on point one. Praise the Lord, we'll make it. Um, so it says 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5. The Apostle Paul is talking, and he's talking to the church at Corinth. He says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith, listen to me, might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Oh, have you experienced God's power in your life? If you ask for it, you can have it. You can experience God's power. If you've not experienced God's power, Paul said, "They're, they're right there. There's some power right there. I can beat that sneeze. My sneeze will knock down a wall. <laughs> that was a good one, though. Anyway, so not to take away from your power. Anyway, so, so Paul said that your faith might be based on God's power. You know, I don't want to preach a good sermon here. I want you to experience God's power. If I can point you to Him and you can be in awe of Him, That is something you can base your faith on. I've experienced God's power. I've been set free. Anyone been set free from sin that had dogged you for years? Anyone been touched or healed by God? Anyone been healed in your mind and your emotions from rejection, from all the kinds of stuff that the world dealt at you and you've been set free by the power of God? That is something you can base your faith on. Amen? And so listen to what the scripture says about a man who was healed by Jesus. That Pharisees were interrogating this man and they were saying, admit that he's a sinner and all these kinds of things. And this guy was like, What? I don't know. I don't know a lot, but he, he's, here's what he said. It's in John 9 25. He replied, Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> I couldn't see, and now I can. So, this, I got an experience here that'll whip any argument you can throw at me. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. When you have been touched by God, it is something to base your faith on. So so, so, we, so we today, you know, I, 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 can't, I, I trust in God, I don't trust in myself. Man, if I trusted myself, I'd get up here and have a big muscle spasm in front of you and you wouldn't receive much out of it. But I'm trusting in the Lord to give me words to help people. So one, one Easter Sunday, we had it out in the park uh, in Augusta, Kansas there, an outside service. Uh, and it was a slightly cooler than the current temperature now in Phoenix, Arizona. Anyways, we, we were comfortable out there. And there was a, and I said, okay, who's hurting right now in their body? Just stand to your feet. And so we had some people stand, and let's just pray that God does a healing. And there was one wor- woman who had, she was a mother of a girl who was at our church, and she has cerebral palsy. And one arm and one side is crippled up, and her other arm was crippling, started to cripple up, and her finger was diving in or going into her hand, and she couldn't use her one good hand. And she said, oh my God, if I lose this use of this hand, what do I do? Well, she, they, she just prayed, and she prayed for use of that hand again. And and the daughter said, you know, my mother's standing up. I need to go over and pray with her. She laid hands on her. That finger popped right back into the place, and her arm got healed. Amen? Amen. You know what I said? I said, I don't believe it. And it went right back. No, I didn't. (laughs) She's healed today. Amen? God is good. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? And some of you might be saying, I don't really know if that's true. I, you, you know what? I just want to let you know, God is a powerful God. And there are, I, there's been stuff out there that people have misrepresented Jesus, but the Father will not misrepresent Himself. He will reveal His power and His love to His people. Can I hear an amen? And so today, maybe you heard somewhere, we're going to have a prayer at the end of service for God to touch you and heal you. and I just, I, I, We don't see everyone get healed, but you know what? We wouldn't see many or anybody get healed if we didn't believe God and trust Him, amen? So, Lord does some good things, and you, you'll have a chance to get prayed for as well, just standing up. So, uh, so second point I wanna make is this, is uh, I wanna encourage you, if your faith is gonna last, you need to have a deeper grounding in truth. Yes. A deeper grounding in truth. So you guys, we're living in a day where the foundations of Christianity are being challenged at every turn. Due to social media and all kinds of things, things that we never thought would be challenged are being challenged. And here's the thing, the sophistication of the arguments of those who would challenge the basics of Christianity has grown. And we've got to get better. You know, as a pastor, Dawn, I feel a certain pressure to make sure that I know my stuff. Guys, we all have to know our stuff. We're at the end of this service, I'm gonna pray for you to have a hunger to dive deep into God's word. But I wanna give you a couple of thoughts regarding this before that. Number one, I wanna encourage you to know objective truth. You know what, I understand, you know, people say what, talk a lot about, well, my truth is this. Have you heard that expression a lot in today's world? My truth is this, my truth is this, my truth is this, my truth is this. And it appears like people say that maybe because they want to have a variety of opinions represented that are unchallenged. But you know what Jesus said? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is something called objective truth, which is a truth that is true across generations, across different races and across time. It's objective truth. And when someone says, there is no thing as absolute truth, you might ask them, do you absolutely agree with that? Yeah. They are making a truth claim while claiming there's no such thing as absolute truth. The argument implodes upon itself. It is nonsensical. But we live in a world today that agrees with nonsensical things and arguments that do not make sense. So I want to give you three points here, real quick, subpoints. No objective truth. Know what the Bible says. Hey, do you guys read your Bibles? Do you know for yourself what the Bible says about various things? Or do you listen to guys just on podcasts? Hey, now is not the time to be ill-equipped, dive deep into your word and read your Bible every stinking day. Can I say that today? Read your Bible because you have to know it. You have to know it, get into the word. I promise you this, the more you read it, the more you'll get out of it. So go past those days where you don't get much out of it, those days happen, but keep reading and let the word of God feed and nourish you And on a day that you do miss, you'll miss it, and that's a good sign. Amen. Keep after. So, so three thoughts: know objective truth, know your Bible, and get to know apologetics. Apologetics means a defense of the faith. It means diving into topics and being able to defend the uh, Christian faith from a standpoint of reasoning and argumentation. I don't mean like a hostile argument. I mean just to stand up and defend the truth of the gospel. People like, there's so many people, but William Craig Lane is a great person to start off with regarding Christian apologetics. Former Zoe girl, Alicia Childers, has a great podcast on apologetics and she's diving deep into it. Another website, Stand to Reason, is a great website to learn apologetics. And I promise you this, it's not boring. Listen, you know what makes it not boring to me? I'm being challenged, and I need to know how to reason. And it's time for the people of God to know why they believe what they believe. So dive deep, you guys. Dive deep. Get to know what you believe. And I promise you, it'll help you, and it'll help you stand in this current generation. Your your faith and my faith is being challenged. Let's do something about it. You wouldn't let anybody walk into your house and rip you off. You'd stand against them. Well, the enemy is trying to rip off your faith, you guys. So get a little, get a little mad and stand against them. Amen. So, so uh, check out this. And I I, want to, one more quick exhortation. I really want to encourage you be around people like your pastors and others who have a high respect for God's word. You know, once you hear people say, well, the Bible was written a long time ago, well, you know, men wrote the Bible. Yeah, but men guided by the Holy Spirit is what the scriptures. Well, you know, that was, that was back then, and this was, the, 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 everything's been happening, and this is a different perspective now. We see things differently now. They were archaic, they were primitive. That's not a person that has a high respect for God's word. Isaiah 66 says this, these are the ones who I look with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. When you have a high respect for God's word, you'll get more out of his word, and you'll dive deep into this ocean of truth. And instead of looking around like it limits you, you'll see that you can spend a thousand lifetimes in it and never scratch the surface. That's the power and the beauty and the majesty of the word of God. Somebody say amen. Okay. So... Here we go. So last point is this, a personal revelation of our identity in Christ. This is what anchors us. Matthew 16 says this. Jesus was asking Peter, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. He said, who do men say that I am? Then he asked Simon, who do you say that I am? Hey, there's a lot of opinions about Jesus out there. Have you noticed? Some religions believe he was just a great prophet. Some religions say he was just a great moral teacher. Some secular society might say that. That is the worst idea ever. He was either God or he was crazy. Because Jesus claimed to be the only way to the Father. So you cannot say he was just a good person or a good moral teacher. He was God or he was crazy. We believe that Jesus is Lord. Amen? Amen. He has not left the option of a good moral teacher available to us because of what he said and who he claimed to be. C.S. Lewis 101, a great apologist, C.S. Lewis. So I want to encourage you, know who Jesus is. You need to get a personal revelation of who he is. I was listening to Sean McDowell, and Sean McDowell was a guy, he's the son of Josh McDowell, and he's a great apologist, especially for young people today. I listened to him as well, just a great apologist. And he was, he was talking about some of the people that have lost their faith. It concerns me that leaders have lost their faith, it concerns me that the people have dropped out. But he was talking, to, talking about those individuals and he, Sean has this um, reputation of reaching out to disenfranchised people instead of people who would be ostracized. He reaches out to them and engages them in conversation. That's how you reach people. You'll never reach people by rejecting them, by arguing with them on social media. You know, that's just... So Sean engages these individuals, and he found out something fascinating with those who left their faith. He asked a number of leaders about when they had the moment with Christ, when they saw that they were a sinner, when they saw that they had a need for a Savior, that moment where you came to Christ and you know what he found not one that he talked to had arrived at that moment is it possible that some of these leaders young leaders a lot of them that we put out there because they were good-looking or talented or had gifts of communication never had even known Christ that to me was a stunning thought hey Here's how you find yourself. You find him. Let's read on in the scripture. Let's read on in the scripture. Here's what Peter said. Again, the power. Um, Blessed are you, Simon Peter, after, after Peter said, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this, this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Now listen to this. You found out who I was. You're correct. You've identified correctly. Now listen to this. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell won't overcome it. Here's how you find out who you are. You find out who he is. When you find out who you are or who he is, then he reveals to you who you were created to be. And concerning identification, there's no one more qualified to identify you than the God who loves you and created you. No one we, At Sedona the other day, there was uh, I looked over and, and a, a lady was at the river there, and she was just raising her hands. And this lady turned around, and I realized it looked very I mean. It was a biological dude in a dress. And they came to me and came towards me. You know what I wanted to do? Hug them. I wasn't repulsed in any way. I wanted to hug them. I wanted to hug them and show the the love of a father, of their heavenly father. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to get in an argument or a fight with them. I wanted them to know that they were created in the image of God and that God had a plan for their life. Our heart needs to hurt people. Our heart needs to help people, never hurt them. Our heart needs to... (laughs) Strike that from the records. Our heart needs to desire to help people, to love them, to embrace them, so that they can discover who the Father is. Can I hear an amen? So we welcome everybody, everybody we welcome. We've got some people in our church that are undergoing some identity issues and stuff like that. You know what I do? I pay more attention to them and not less because I want them to know the Father's love. And you know what? When you know their fa- Listen, there's a lot of loves out there and a lot of people who advertise a lot of different loves, but there is no love out there like the love of our Heavenly Father. No one... You know, muscle spasm. Right now, I can just lift my hands, and I can sense His love for me. Oh, my wife loves me. I love this woman. I pledge my life to her. We have a good time. We have a good. Time. We laugh a lot. She's funny. I'm funny. We have a good marriage. God's blessed us. But her and I both know that our first love is God. Listen to this. When I put God and I put the Father above my love for Lori, I love her better than if I put her before God. It empowers me to love my spouse more, not less. You ready for some prayer? Did you receive the word? Was it any good? Stand to your feet. No, don't stand to your feet. Sit down. No, stand, No, sit down. Anyways, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and, and respond to certain calls. How many of you, are, you're hurting in your body right now? Hey, stand to your feet if you can. If, you're, if you can't stand to your feet, no worries. Just put your hand up. If you're hurting right now, just stand to your feet. Just stand. I'm going to ask you to be brave. Maybe you're not used to doing this, but that's okay. Um, sometimes Jesus asks people to be brave and step out. And so, if you stand to your feet, let's ask the Lord to do something, amen? How many of you are hurting right now? How many of you know you've got a heavenly Father who loves you? Jesus, the scripture says that Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed, that he paid for our healing 2,000 years ago. Maybe you've been prayed for multiple times and you've had some disappointments or whatever. But I want to let you know right now, God loves you. And right now, would you just, I want to do this right now. Some of you... Some of you have thought that, I don't know if God will touch me because I don't have my life right or I've got this issue or this issue. Jesus healed rascals all the time. If you're a bit of a rascal, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, you can still be healed. It's called a gift for a reason because it is not earned by good behavior. And so if you need healing in your body, if you can, if you wouldn't mind putting a hand up and just trusting God, and right now, would you just let God love you? Let him love you. Spirit of God, fall in this place. Let him just love you. Let him love you. Let him love you. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch these people. Backs, knees, neck areas, arthritis, Pains, cancer, we put all of these things under the blood of Jesus. They are below and beneath the name of Jesus Christ. And I speak and declare over these bodies, the Lord Jesus heals you. The Lord Jesus heals you. The Lord Jesus heals you. you." Hallelujah thank you, Lord. Love them, Lord. Love them, Lord. If you feel a little bit better right now, just wave your hands. You feel a little bit better. See that hand? Good, 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 good. Father, do a work. Continue to do a work. Touch them, Lord. Heal them, Lord, by your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Got a couple more. Hang with me just hang with me a little bit a couple more some of you right now you've, you've kind of lost your drive and desire for the reading the word maybe you've hung out with some people that disrespect the word or maybe you're reading it and just not getting out of, something out of it hey, we need prayer for that because one of the principles I talked is a hunger for the God's word diving into truth if that's you, and I've been there if that's you would you mind standing to your feet and say, I need to become a Bible nerd. I need to dive deep into the Word of God. I need to re- recover a hunger for the Word of God. Just, I promise you, it won't take long. We're not going to take super long. Anyone else, anyone else, stand to your feet, stand to your feet, say, I, and you know what you're saying before God? God, I need more. I need to have a greater drive to dive deep into your Word and embrace the truths that are in the Word. Anyone else, anyone else, give you a little bit here. Father, I just pray for these individuals that are standing, that they would grab hold of the deep truths of your word. You would open their eyes and take them on a journey of discovery of truth so that they have a faith that cannot be canceled, a faith that is unshakable, a faith that is strong in the middle of a storm. And you would speak to them. As Here's what I pray. Listen to this. As they read their word, they would hear your voice. Father, I speak that over everyone here, especially those who've stood, especially those who've stood, but everyone here, that they would dive deep into your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. We got one more, just one more. I promise you, you, ending on time is important to me. And so, one more. Some of you, maybe you're not sure where you had that moment Where you're like, ah. there's no one that can save me but Jesus. I'm lost, and I need a Savior. There's no hope of eternity except through Jesus. I need Him. I need a Savior because I'm lost, cut off. I'm a sinner without Him, and I need His mercy. If that's you, I'm going to ask every head bowed here. If that's you, I'm going to ask you, you really brave and say, and I won't ask you to come up or stand, but I'm going to ask you to be really brave and say, that's me. I'm not sure where I stand with Jesus, and I need a Savior. If that's you, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up. Be real brave. Just put your hand up. One, two, three. Say, that's me, Paul. That's me. I need a Savior. I need Christ. I need him. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're good. You're so good, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Let's say this, say this prayer with me. Say, "Father in heaven, I thank you for sending Jesus. I admit I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Come into my life, Lord. Be my savior. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen." God's good, amen. Come on and look at me. Hey, you guys are fantastic. You have a fantastic church. Come on, let's see this thing grow and flourish, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. I really hope God moved in your heart today. And if you're in the Scottsdale area, I'd love for you to come and visit our campus on one of our Sunday services. You can find details to our service times on our website. I also want to thank our faithful givers by giving towards our podcast, You're able to help us reach people from all over the world for Christ and fulfill the mission of Oasis, which is to love God, love life, and love people. God bless.